0: blog talk radio welcome to handling today's consumers in real estate with uh good morning guys good morning good morning facebook live if you want to check me out over there blog talk radio if you want to check me out over here hope you guys are doing good hope you guys had a good weekend um check check on the facebook live okay but uh let's roll uh one thing I'm going to tell you before um, I'm actually going to get to, you, get to the, the building, the brand last. I think you guys can probably figure out what that's about. Um, all I can tell you is uh, I won't, you know, spend much time talking about uh, the Super Bowl and the Eagles. You guys know my position on that without, you know, boasting or gloating or whatever. But here's what I will tell you. The amount of people that reached out to me after the game, <clears throat> during the game, uh, is really what I would say is building a brand, right? People know Evan Russell in town. They know Evan Russell is a fan uh, of, of you know, the Eagles, is a fan of, of Philadelphia. It has some Philadelphia ties. And the amount of people have reached out to me on a personal level that said, you know, congrats, good job, blah, 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 blah. It's all about building a brand because those people associate a particular thing with a particular person. doesn't necessarily have to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. What the point I want to make to you is that people associate Evan Russell with the Philadelphia Eagles, but people can associate you with whatever your brand is. Whether you're a hockey coach, whether you're a football coach, whether you're a dance instructor, whether you're a social media designer, whether you're, you know, a, a, an eye doctor for whatever. People say Evan Russell, boom. They say Agent X, boom. They say Agent Y, boom. This person, this person, this person. So when you build a brand, not just with your friends and family, not just on social media, not just, you know, in and around town. Yes, they know Evan Russell is a real estate agent, but they don't call and congratulate me when I get a listing or when we sell a house, right? They they, they reach out to something that's that, um, you know, they can connect with. <clears throat> Football is something that people connect with. Even whether you're a fan or not, people watch, you know, the Super Bowl, right? So the point of that isn't necessarily to, to, to gloat because, frankly, I really don't care. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to go about my day either way. But I think it was really cool that I got 789 7, text messages from last night that says, hey, you know, way to joke and congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Not only that, but I'm probably not going to pay for lunch for the next, like, two weeks because I have so many people that I, that I said, yeah, let's bet lunch, yeah, buy you lunch, yeah, buy you breakfast, buy you whatever. So if I cash in on all those whatevers, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to be fatter than I am now because I'm going to just keep eating and eating and eating in somebody else's dollar. And if you're on this call and you owe me lunch, listen, I'm getting steak just so you know. All right, so that's the first thing. So building the brand, people got to know Evan Russell Eagles, Evan Russell Real Estate Agent, Evan Russell Eat It Evan. I mean, people in this town know, the three or four hot buttons of Evan Russell. So do the people in your community and the people in your life and the people in your surroundings, do they know what your hot buttons are? Do they know what you're all about? Do they associate one particular thing with you? Right? And that's that's building the brand. When you go to Instagram, you're going to see this. When you go to Facebook, you're going to see the same thing. When you go driving the Jeep around, you're going to see the same thing. So if you think of the utopia that I've kind of created for myself here, you know, really an example for you. So let me hold up. Let me stop for a second. As I've told you many, many times before, and I'll tell you again today, I try to I try to lead. I'm not trying to make anybody feel unworthy or, or hey, I got to do this. I'm trying to tell you what I do successful to pass that do as I do. Also, not so much as what I say, but do as I do because I think it works. And I think it works. And if getting seven or eight text messages last night, about the Eagles win, obviously my reputation in town, my brand in town, uh, you know, not, not just in town. I use town as an example. But, but of the people around me, they, they understand wherever it's coming from. So when you build that Jeep, Nans, you know, Twins, Eagles, shorts and flip-flops, those things people can relate to, which is going to bring me to my second point, the most important point. And that is I think we're going about this listing thing all wrong. And it proves to my, it proves to me uh, on Friday that we are going about this listing thing all wrong, right? I was fortunate enough to have a, a referral uh, up in Groveland. Uh, it was a handed-to-me referral. I couldn't pass it off if I wanted to. That's not how it was set up. To be a good coach and to be a good broker, I got to get my hands dirty from time to time and do some deals and understand what's in the street. So I go to this new construction development uh, in Groveland, the people just bought it two months ago. And what do you think their biggest fear is? Their biggest fear is they don't want to lose money. Right? They don't wanna they don't wanna take a bath. So what do you think the most important thing they want to hear was? Right? It wasn't that Evan Russell was in dress pants or shorts, which I was in shorts. It wasn't whether Evan Russell came with a laptop presentation or not, which I didn't. It didn't matter whether Evan Russell brought 900 comps supporting the lesser value, which I did. But it was more about, you know, understanding what they had, figuring out where they need to be, you know, backing into the number backwards. Like, okay, what would you pay for it? All right, what do you want to get out of it? Let's back the commission out. Let's back the, the closing costs out. Let's back these numbers up so we can find out what price makes sense. But there's a lot of stuff out there that says don't overprice a listing. You know, listings overpriced, you know, know, be aggressive on the price, that sort of thing. I'll tell you two things. Number one, you can't get a price reduction if you don't take the listing, right, number one. Number two, most importantly, is the only thing the sellers want to hear is what you can get for their house and how much it's going to cost. I've been saying that for a 1,000 years, right, and I'll keep, I guess, 12 years, actually, and I'll keep saying it. That's all the sellers care about. They don't want to care about your marketing, how great you're going to market the home if your value is $30,000 less than their value. They don't care about your Zillow reviews if you're going to undercut them by thirty k, They don't care about your Trulia reviews. They don't care about your photography. They don't care about your drone footage. They don't care about how, you know your President's Club or Circle Club or Closer Dinner or whatever the hell else you have on your business card. It doesn't make a hill of beans if you're not going to work with them on the price. I'm telling you that. As clear as I was in that house Friday. And the listing I have in Framingham is the same thing. I said I would roll the dice higher and charge them less. It's simple as that. So in our communications with our expired calls, which there are thousands of sheets on the street right now that I've given you guys, on the on our for sale by owners, uh, driving around and, and picking up those red and white signs and calling them, it is 100%. How much can you get for the house for me? How quick and what are you going to charge me? Everything else, honestly, is bullshit. Anybody can put a house in the MLS. Trust me. Anybody can put a house in the MLS. An unlicensed admin can put a house on the MLS. Zillow is going to pull the, the the listing from MLS. It doesn't take any skill to do that. You, you buy some photography. That doesn't take any skill. All you need to do is write a check, upload the pictures and, and your and your aggregator sites will pull that information that doesn't take any skill what takes the skill and what the salesmanship is all about is going into that listing appointment and saying okay you paid 680 for it but you want 750 for it and being able to explain to them the risks and the benefits and the pros and the cons and the days on market and that sort of thing so that they number one feel comfortable that if we don't get the price we need we'll know why and number two you got to get eight or nine months out of the listing agreement because the average days on market is 200. So if you go up and you agree to take the, the house at a 740 price point when they just bought it at 789, you think to yourself, holy shit, Evan, what are you thinking about? you got to build value. You are a salesman. You have to walk in that house and say not only is it grander countertops, but it's the beveled kind of granite countertops. Not only is there appliances, but this is a seven-burner Gen Air stove and you have to be able to pick that out, and you have to be able to build value in that. So when you take the, the quote-unquote overpriced listing, it's not really that much of a risk because you know what you're selling, right? So i walked give you another example of price. I walked in the Jeep deal the other day to get my Jeep service. You guys probably saw us on Facebook. I was moseying around the, the, the showroom. There was a Jeep Grand Cherokee all tricked out, $60,000. I said to myself, who on earth is going to spend sixty grand for a Jeep Cherokee? A Jeep, sixty grand. i am like, I'm all set with that. So I mosey around to the other white Jeep over there, Jeep Cherokee. The sticker price on that bad boy was $97,000. Who in their right mind is going to spend hundred grand for a freaking Jeep Cherokee? But the sales guys were right next to me. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, I, I stick my hands, I'm like, seriously? He's like, we sold three of them. I said, you sold three of them? He said, yeah. It's got 750 horsepower. I'm like, how on earth are you selling three of them? It's really easy. They're building the, the benefits. They're building the value. They're determining that, yeah, you can go buy a loaded BMW X5 for 80000 which is a far better car, in my opinion, than a Jeep Cherokee, but people are buying them. Why? Because they're building the value, and they're building value in that sale. They're they're determining the featured benefits. And, yeah, you can go right, you know, three feet in the showroom and pay, pay 60000 for that one, right? But that's not their job. Their job is to sell the $97,000 truck. And there's a nice commission involved, if they do, most likely. And they're probably dealing with a nicer person, because if you've got $97,000, you're probably a smart guy. You're probably a smart person. You're probably a, a savvy shop. You have your eye on that prize, right? That's a toy for you. So to take a new construction house in a development where other houses are being constructed at the moment, the, the dirt is still in the front yard. There's no grass. And to be able to build value into why that house is seven forty is why you take the listing at what would be perceived at $50,000 higher, because I know that I can sell that place. I know I can build value in it. I know that, I, that when someone calls, I can say, yeah, we've got Gen Air appliances. That's thirty grand right there, as opposed to your Frigidaire from Sears or your whatever, Kenmore from whatever, right? You've got grounder countertops. Not only that, but it's the beveled granite. You know how hard that is? You know what an what a, what a upgrade that is? You know, we've got cabinets that go to the ceiling. They, I mean, the features in this house just far outweigh the numbers and that's what you gotta highlight. That's all the seller wants to hear, man, is how much can you get for me? How much is it going to cost me? So now you can't take an overpriced listing and charge him five percent. That doesn't make any sense, right? Because he's already overpriced. Then you gotta factor in five percent commission. Five percent of seven hundred thousand according to my math is a thirty five K commission. Listen, I understand we're in a good business, but nobody in their right mind is gonna pay thirty five thousand dollars for you and me to sell that house, that's just that's just being a pig, and that's why these old school real estate. If you're listening to my call, I'm sorry about that, but that's why these old school real estate. I'm not working for less than five. You won't be working in six months, eight months, nine months, because charging somebody five percent is that's, that's garbage. It, it's, especially in that circumstance. Now there are circumstances where five percent is warranted. There are circumstances where you know commission is competitive, but if you're in a situation where the seller's upside down already, and I wasn't the first agent in there, let me just tell you that. Another franchisee was in before that, and another franchisee was in before that, right? And I came in, and I'm in my shorts, and, I, and I'm relaxed, and I tell them, listen, I'll do what you want to do. What do you think the house is worth? No, 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 What do you think the house is worth? What do you need, what do you need to get out of the house? What makes sense to you, right? That's how you have to flip it. We're going to flip it last week. That's how we need to flip the script. You need to flip the script on, you know, wh- what's going what's what's to make sense for you guys to sell the house? And that's how you have to go about it. So when we're calling our expires or we're emailing our expires or we're mailing our expires or we're doing whatever it is we're doing, right? You have to find them where they're at. Right? The house didn't expire because the price was too high. Maybe it did. Or maybe the seller's agent, the listing agent, it didn't didn't sell the features and benefits of the house. They didn't market it in any kind of fashion. They didn't take a phone call and spent two or three minutes on the phone before they, you know, before they jumped off and said, No, that guy's no worthless. Right? You want to see the house, come see the house. No. Me and an agent down south, we took on, you know, a listing that warrants that. It warrants the high commission. It warrants the, the phone calls. It's a, it's a, it's a diamond in a rough kind of property, and we're going to get over, over asking for it. That's a different scenario. But in a case where you're chasing expired for sale by owners, you know, a situation where someone might be upside down or very close to upside down, the only thing they want to hear is, is am I going to walk away whole or how much am I going to lose, right? And that's really the most important thing. The most important thing is how much can you sell my house for how much are you going to charge me? And the third piece of that is you can't get the price reduction without the listing. So you got to set the expectation up front. Listen, you set the market at 689 Now we're going to try to set the market at 740 38 60 days later. That's a tall order. But that's what we're paid to do. So if I took that listing at 3 and a half, which I did, $7,000, $700,000 at 3 and a half is still $11,000 in commission. Come on, man. How many hours do you have to work in your day job to make $11,000? I mean, a, a shit ton, right? A lot. So let's not be pigs, man. Let's figure out where these guys are, get the sign in the yard, and start, and start, you know, selling some stuff. The best way to work real estate as a full-time job is to work a listing. You can't take a buyer call at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but you certainly can set up a listing, uh, set up a, a buyer buyer showing appointment on your listing, right? So meet the sellers where they are, find out where they want to be, Make some calls. There's a lot of expired sellers out there that are thinking about the spring market. If you're, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, if you get your hurt, that's okay. Time to get some Liard signs is now. Now, I set up the lead, call, the lead meeting last week. One person showed up. One. Okay, so let's figure it out. You have the leads at home. You have the leads on your desk. Call them. Mail them. Search them. Door knock them. Do whatever you got to do. But if I went down the roster, as I said many times before, and I say, what is your real estate? world, perfect real estate world look like, you would say, I want some listings. The time is now. And if you can get them on, if you can tell them you'll sell it for more and you'll sell it for less, isn't that just economics as a whole, right? I could sell it for faster and cheaper. But in our case, we want to sell it for more and cheaper. The sellers want to maximize their return, their profit, their, 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 their um, investment, right? It's really as simple as that. And while you're doing that, build your brand. Throw a magnet in there. Throw a coffee cart in there. Throw something. Right? I'm I'm in the town. I you know let's go to do whatever you got to do to connect with whatever you're connecting with. And I can tell you that's how the listing referrals come in because people connect with you. Right? Okay. So I'm gonna give you one more example. I'm at my 16 minutes. If you've had enough, you, you're free to go. If you want to listen to an example, go ahead. I went into I went into uh, house in Main Street, North Reading Main Street. Right, The guy wanted a ridiculous amount of money for it. We've told this story before. 775 for basically a two-slash-three-bedroom home on the corner of Chestnut and Haverhill. We sold that house for the highest sale price of a three-bedroom home in North Reading in the last 18 months or so. How did we do that? We sent them a 0% postcard. We explained the features and benefits of that, which means you're not going anywhere, so I can't, uh, I can't give you 0%. We were nice to them. We took, we took the property on at a high value. We got it on the contract at a high value. Long story short is we sold it. So people will say to you, Evan, you can't send out 0%. You can't make any money that way. Evan, you can't take a listing for 3%. You can't make any money that way. I'm not working that way. Okay, fair enough. Well, check this out. That house sold at 765 okay? So that's $7,600 that, that we wouldn't have if we put our, our, our wallets in front of our relationships, right, which I've also talked about. That listing has turned into a Framingham listing, which we've gotten based on uh, high price, lease commission, and it turned into Groveland. So that referral on Chestnut Street has gonna ter- is going to turn into $1.2 million in real estate just by being willing to work with that particular gentleman and doing a nice job for him and putting my ego to the door and saying, you know what? Other people in town are going to laugh at me because I've-, I've grossly overpriced this house in their opinion, in their opinion. But at the end of the day, it's sold, sold, appraised. Sold. I made a friend, a very good friend, I might say, guy who I talk to almost daily now, who's referred his family and his best friend to me. That's how this business works. But you gotta get in the door. The way to get in the door for me was that zero percent postcard. Right? I had no intention of giving him zero percent because he wasn't going anywhere. Right? You gotta find your hook, guys. You gotta find your brand. You gotta find what's gonna build, and then you roll into his house. At a zero percent. After you've had a nice conversation with them, you tell them, "Listen, I'm a casual guy. I roll in there in my shorts. I, I promise you, I did. Not that it matters. It just says, listen, I'm not a I'm not a sales guy. I'm not wearing my tie, you know, and selling insurance. You know, i coming in with my briefcase and my pen. I'm not doing any of that crap. All right, I'm over my time. You guys, you guys get the point. You have to build your brand. You Got to say, agent. I know agent because he does this, this, and this. I know this because he coaches this, this, and this. Right." That's what you really have to do. Uh, I hope you found it a little longer. Uh, I hope you guys found this effective. Listen, you got to find your niche, man. you got to find your brand. you got to find your foot in the door for how good things will happen. All right, guys, I'll be around all day. If you need something, let me know. Catch you guys later. Thank you for listening to Handling Today's Consumers in Real Estate with your host, Evan Russell. To listen to a previous episode of our HTC podcast, You can visit EvanLive.com or find him in the iTunes Music Store.